We're back! Yay! When, and we're calling this season two now. Yeah. <laughs> it's official. <laughs> we didn't plan it. Nope. But we took a little break, and that means it's season two. Yeah. The season of Min and Austin <laughs> writing a musical. Two. Welcome back, everyone. Watch on the process beginning to end. Talk and shop with your musical friends. Austin and Min. Austin and Min. Write a musical. Yay. Yay. Wow, it's been a few months. It has been a few <laughs> months. Yeah, what's changed? What's happened? Well, when last we left, we said uh, you were having a big life event. Uh-huh. I can't remember what it was. It'll come. Yeah. Oh, I got married. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like our acting? That was me. I was acting. I remembered that I got married. Uh, and it was a great wedding. Oh, thanks. Uh, although I was pretty sick. Yeah, you were. <laughs> and I felt so like, oh, I wish I could be more happy and hugging people, but I, I, think, oh. I, ha- I think I was still kind of in the flu phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was also worried, like, should I even show up? But anyway, this oh, isn't well, about me. This is about your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, we were so glad that you could make it sick or otherwise. Um, I, we felt we were sorry that you were not feeling well. Um, there's, I think there's a great photo of you somewhere of you and Steven sitting yeah, on, on a, a bench, bench looking and I'm like leaning yeah. on him and I just look pitiful, but yeah. it's very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you feeling after being married? Oh, being married? Well, the joke that we tell, or anytime anybody asks, it's, we always say like, oh my God, it's, everything's changed. Um, but, uh, no, it's, I really like being married. I can't really say that anything is significantly different than, than, uh, it's been for the past, uh, at least three years of our relationship. Like we've been living together for a long time. Um, I had heard, I can't, from some people it was like, uh, after the honeymoon phase, you like have like some some real big fights. Uh, <laughs> I, I just like her. I, I don't know. So I was like waiting for that to happen, but it it hasn't really. So, <laughs> so like I don't know. I, yeah, I it it was interesting to go through like a honeymoon phase. Like that was interesting for me. Are you talking about post wedding? Yeah, I'm talking about post wedding. Oh. Like I don't know. I guess uh, the whole the whole wedding experience. I think I even talked about it in the ceremony, but it's like. I am the kind of person who, uh, I don't know, is more interested in examining the feelings than I am in having the feelings. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I, like, why should this wedding uh, cause me to feel different than I normally do? Like, just because we're having a party. And it was, like, I felt very different. Like, the whole time the wedding was happening, mm-hmm. it was like, mm-hmm. I was really emotional and excited and all that and then that like really carried over for like weeks after yeah i mean um, people were there to celebrate you yeah and, and it was it, really it was nice. a big moment yeah and now it's sanctioned by god <laughs> exactly <laughs> so yeah of course you're you'll feel different no i it's like a huge weight is lifted because <laughs> i knew the whole time we were just living in sin <laughs> 
I didn't want to say, but yeah, know, no. I, as a friend, I that was a tough battle. <laughs> yeah. uh, what have you been up to, writing wise or sure, theater wise? Um, yeah, uh, Rainbow Fish is getting recorded so that people can perform it uh, elsewhere. I wrote an adaptation of the Rainbow Fish for the stage, and we're doing a a large cast version, like a thirty kid version, and then we're doing a an adult cast or a small cast uh, of like five people. That's um, awesome. Yeah, um, and so we're I'm getting that she music together, which has been <laughs> a real strain on me because I am not a strong sheet. I'm not a strong engraver. I guess is the term. She oh. music people. Uh-huh. People who make sheet music are engravers. I guess. Um, so that has been very taxing. Um, more than I could have anticipated. Well, I guess I did anticipate, but just like, I always feel like, you know, this time it's going to be, it's going to be easy. I'm just going to put the notes where they're supposed to go. And I, I'm so bad at it. That's hilarious. Cause I have the opposite. Like I always approach notation as this is going to take so long mm. and be so hard. And then I'm always surprised that when it does go faster than I expected. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it does, it, it's a long, it can be a long process. That's actually very reassuring to hear because I have this vision of other people just like breezing through it. Oh no. Oh good. Well, no. so then I'm not, <laughs> then I'm not crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, I, it's, I, I don't enjoy it. But I can do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, uh, what else is that? What else um, is going on? Uh, I am starting work on Llama Llama and uh, Press Hear the Musical, both of which are in very early stages. Doing a little work for Goodnight Gorilla. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. It is a lot. Um, Goodnight Gorilla is really fun, though, because I am not writing that show. It's being developed, uh, and I'm just writing music that I'm told to write. Like, we need a song about the zoo at night. Oh, um, cool. So you're, like, writing the, just the songs, and there's somebody else writing the script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and it's a theater for the very young, so it's for kids zero to three. So um, right, right, right. it's a different beast. Cool. Uh, it's a gorilla. It's a gorilla. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's really, <laughs> it's, I really like that. I don't know. That's like, right. I think also because it's not really sort of, a, a narrative based show. So like, I don't have to cook into the songs. Like mm. this is the moment of change. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. this is just a song about my buddy, the gorilla. That might, um, that must be nice. <laughs> yeah. No, it's really refreshing in yeah. terms of like a writing assignment. Um, well, if any of you out there are interested in producing Rainbow Fish in your location... Yeah, it's, it's coming from Pioneer Drama. But yeah. I don't know when. So we'll update you yeah. as to the when. Soon. It might even I happen think... by the time we actually publish this. <laughs> sure. Yeah, very possibly. Um, and what have you been up to, man? Uh, since May. Yeah. It's been crazy busy. Yeah, you've been hard to pin down. I've been all over the place. Uh, I think at, right after your wedding... Oh, gosh. Was that... Did I go to New York before your wedding? Oh, I don't know. I, well, either way, somewhere in May... Well, you got sick because you were traveling. traveling. So I think New York, I, I got sick. Uh, but I went to New York for meeting people, trying to find an agent, um, networking, yada, yada. Then I went, did, uh, went, did, went to South Carolina 
You wended your way down. I wended my way down to South South Carolina. Carolina. Uh, The project I'm working on with Brad, which I think I've mentioned before, takes place in Charleston. And so I was there for a weekend. Uh, June was spent at uh, Berkeley Rep's The Ground Floor, working on a play of mine called Calafia. Mm-hmm. July was spent working on that musical with Brad. The show is now, I think I said what the title was before. It was Low Country Assisted Living, but now we're working with the title Kinda Home. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But we were able to tag along. We weren't officially part of this festival, but we tagged along to the Bay Area Playwrights Festival and did a reading of the first act uh, in July. And then I was just in Chicago for a conference, or they call it ConFest, because it's a mixture of a conference and a festival. With Clever. The... <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, that's, that's their terminology. I didn't come up with it. But the Consortium of Asian American Theaters and Artists. Uh, and that was really cool. It was in Chicago, and I got to meet a whole bunch of Asian American theater artists from all around the country. Uh, yeah, we talked a lot about uh, the theme of the con-, con fest was revolutionary acts. So talking about how our art making is a revolutionary act and how we can be conscious of kind of social action in the work that we create. Um, so yeah, I came back very invigorated. Yeah, sweet. And now I'm headed to a four-week retreat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know when this episode will, will we'll publish it and publish more, but we'll see. Yeah. We can talk about it, yeah. Offline. Schedule. <laughs> but we've also, in the get in the time that we've been away, well, one, we got some emails. Yeah. Uh, so our podcast is officially an international podcast. Ooh. <laughs> uh, because we got, well, we got two emails. Hey, yeah. From zero to two, that's a 200% increase. Well, yeah. no, that's not even right. Because zero. Anyway. It's uh, an astronomical increase. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> Um, so it's, one, a, it's a big bang of emails. <laughs> uh, we'll share one email today and maybe share the next one next time. But um, this comes from a person named, I think you pronounce it August. Sure. But it's yeah. spelled August. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know if I'm getting it right either way. But uh, he wrote, Hey, Austin and Min. You don't know me, but I've been listening to your voices over the past few days while going to work, and would just like to say that this podcast is brilliant, and you may not believe me, but it really inspires me. Uh, Hard to believe. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Um, If I may, I actually also have a question. Well, I have a ton of questions, but one will have to do for now. In the story I'm currently writing, so apparently August is also a writer, Mm -hmm. I have a main character... Ren, spelled W-R-E-N, who struggles with depression and then decides to cope by internalizing it and keeping it a secret from another character, Alex, who really doesn't understand why Ren, who is clearly unhappy, tries to hide it instead of seeking help. However, I'm running into the problem of Alex basically just being a question mark the whole way through, repeating the question of why Ren doesn't want to tell Alex the truth. Mm. How do you go about creating a more dynamic side character who isn't there just to juxtapose the main character, but who has their own goals and motives? Yeah. Interesting. Austin? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, so my, I guess my first thought is, I think you sort of solved it yourself of like what is alex's 
what what are what is Alex's goal and what is Alex's motive? Like, I, I what does Alex want? I mean, I think if you're writing yourself into a situation where um, Alex has very deftly sort of identified what's going on with Ren, and Ren is refusing to um, respond to that, then, like, once you've done that once, Mm -hmm. then you've done it. And so, like, either Alex needs another reason to keep coming back Mm -hmm. and employing different strategies, or, uh, like, that's the moment where somebody changes. Like, either Alex gives up and goes away, or Ren agrees to to share something or I don't know. Yeah. I think what you said about strategy, you said strategies. I think that is a way to do it where, uh, maybe what Alex wants is for Ren to be healthy. And so starts off with one strategy, maybe is just dropping little indirect hints and then maybe can move towards something. Maybe they become more aggressive. Maybe they become more, uh, accommodating but i don't know like trying different ways uh the other thought that came to me was intensity that it can start off uh you know kind of just concerned for this friend and then it can uh you know alex can have flaws too maybe they are frustrated that Mm -hmm. friend you know and you know in that situation you should be very understanding of that friend but sometimes we can lose our cool lose our patience and it causes a rift in their friendship and they have to repair so there are ways to make alex interesting even though that might be alex's main objective um there might be ways in which their uh friendship is tested through that yeah yeah well and like and i i guess i have questions about like what is the context of their friendship like um and uh, yeah, what does Alex want out of this? Like, maybe it, um, if what Alex wants is just to sort of be around Ren, then like maybe it doesn't matter. Like, maybe this, maybe it doesn't need to be a constant question. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can sort of struggle forward with this, like the question having been asked and it's, and it's out there and Ren is not answering it. Yeah. But that, an answer to the question is not Alex's goal. The goal is to be friends with Ren, and this is a strain on the relationship. Right. Um, uh, and to add to that, maybe Alex's goal is selfish to sure. start. That it's uh, maybe there's something about needing Ren to be okay so that they can do something together, or they can move on, and then uh, at what a part of Alex's journey might be to learn that. They actually need to be selfless about this. I don't know. It, it sounds like you may have written Alex to be already so on the right path and understanding. Mm-hmm. And maybe they need some flaws. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one way to do it. I, I'm also a big fan. I mean, I don't know how developed the story is for you at this point. Like, if you've sort of, if you sort of know where you want to wind up, um, if you do kind of, if you are sort of like driving towards a specific ending, I wonder if it might be helpful to sort of wonder if that is the final result. Like, um, I, I guess I, in situations where it's like, I'm, I feel trapped by this dynamic of like, this character just keeps asking for something mm-hmm. and not getting it. It's like, what happens if you give that character what they want? 
Like, mm. what if Ren does share with it? And then the question is, like, or share with it. Share with them. <laughs> uh, share it with them. What uh, what happens? How does that change the relationship? And maybe there's more story to tell after that. Right. Um, and, and, I mean, you also say that Alex is a side character, so I don't know how that plays into the rest of the narrative. Um, is this, like, the pivotal moment? Yeah. In this show or story, um, so those—that's what I'd be thinking about. Uh, the other thing I'll add to this slew of—I <laughs> feel like we just <laughs> threw like fifteen ideas that were maybe more or less not coherent. <laughs> uh, but you know, you can repeat this on a podcast. You can mm-hmm. go back and listen to it, and you know, take what you will. But one thought I'm having is, it sounds like uh, one of the messages, which is a great message, is that. When you are uh, in a state of depression, it helps to share. Um, I wonder if if that is the message of your show, um, and maybe a way around, a way to help give Alex more depth is for for that message to be more implied rather than uh, you know the point of the show is that Ren has to open up. But if this were a show about friendship, like a more uh, kind of a more uh, meta topic. And mm-hmm. through that friendship, there can be that all-important message of opening up to others. Um, and that if you're really interested in having Alex have more depth and more to do and more more um, action, uh, it can be more about their relationship and maybe they become less of a side character uh, in the name of having the show be about just humans connecting. Yeah, I mean, I will say for my personal taste, that is a lesson that I think holds true sort of across the board like i'm much less interested in seeing a story about how you should share if you are depressed how to cope with depression yeah yeah uh yeah. i mean like there's there that kind of art has its place um but i'm much more interested in seeing a story about two people mm-hmm. uh and experiencing that it is helpful to share when you're depressed while I'm watching these two people interact. Yeah. And I guess it depends because maybe you're writing this specifically to tour to schools in high school and, and that is the message in which case that's a completely different context. So that all of the things that we said are completely up to you to take with and throw away or keep. Mm -hmm. Um, And I realized I forgot to say where August is writing from. Oh yeah. Where is it? (laughs) We started off with this big fanfare about how international and then we just jumped into the letter. But uh, I like the idea that it would be like Vancouver, Canada. <laughs> I mean, hey, international. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he challenges us with, I'm from Denmark, and if the city is of any relevance, it's Suborg. Good luck with the pronunciation. I think I got it because I Googled it, but <laughs> <laughs> Google could be wrong. But all the way from Suborg, Denmark, that's S-O with the slash through it, B-O-R-G. Yeah, we have a listener in Denmark. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the my this isn't relevant at all, but my uh, my experience with the O oh, with the slash through it is from the Golden Compass and uh, the word Panzerbjorn. <laughs> the Panzerbjorn, the armored bears. For those not initiated in Philip Pullman's Dark Materials trilogy, riveting. Oh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for writing in, August. 
Yeah. I don't even know if that's how to pronounce. Sorry, I should have just said August, and now I sound like a loser if it's wrong. Yeah, well, you know, how embarrassing for you. (laughs) It's true. I haven't said it once. I've been very careful. That's very true. (laughs) Uh, So I apologize, August, August. Uh, But if you want to write in with just a comment or questions, you can email us at austinandmin at gmail.com. Yeah. Did you know that Austin is a derivative of August, of Augustine? You just said Augustine. Yeah. (laughs) I Um, did not know that, actually. Yeah. Um, Awesome. Yeah. Austin's a version of Augustus, Augustine. Ah, that's riveting. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. Uh, So, what has been happening with our show the whole point of why we do this podcast yes what has been happening we Um, yes we've gotten together off mic Uh and we have sat down and had some some good sort of intensive like lock ourselves in a room and and write stuff on whiteboards um yeah yeah like uh well i'm a resident playwright with playwrights foundation and they have this studio space in their office that is pretty much not used all the time, and they encourage us to book it. And so Austin and I uh, s- reserved it for a day a couple months ago, and then a day last month, or was it this month? Um, Who can either say? way, it's been a <laughs> whirlwind, you guys. <laughs> but either way, uh, we had access to Wi-Fi and a whiteboard, and just started writing things out mm-hmm. uh, we did and we'll we'll kind of package these into episodes moving forward but one session we really focused on characters uh-huh. and then another session we focused on a rough outline of what the show is and what it's about and an exciting thing is we think we might have a title we'll call it a working title but we have yeah. a title yeah and it is proxima proxima uh why is it Proxima, Austin? Yeah, well, so, uh, as we've talked about in previous episodes, the show we're working on features a game world within the world of the show. Um, and so we were trying to figure out a, a name for that game world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's also because uh, we're dealing with people creating avatars, and yeah. so we toyed with, like, what are other words for avatars? Yeah, we were gonna title the musical Avatar. <laughs> But then it turns out there's several large budget franchises. Yeah, franchises. We were going to title it Avatar The Last Airbender. I know. I thought that was such a clever twist. Yeah. But um, uh, somehow we came, came upon the word proxy that, like, uh-huh. you have a stand in as a version of yourself. Um, and then I, th- I believe you turned it into Proxima. I mean, I know Proxima is a existing word. Sure. But you put those together and made that, made that the yeah, name. Yeah. Um, the idea that instead of an avatar, maybe you, like like how in um, The Sims you have your sim, you have your simulant mm-hmm. or whatever, um, and so yeah, you you're developing your proxy. That's your character. That's your avatar. Yeah. And then what kind of world? What's the name of the world that we're in? Yeah, it's Proxima. And we it, that sort of comes with its own interesting meanings, which yes. I think why is why we sort of like it as maybe not just even a working title, but maybe the actual title is because it's got themes of uh, nearness, mm-hmm. like not just sort of reality and unreality, but also like uh, clo- distance. I mm-hmm. guess it brings up that sort of theme, like, and that's something that we talked about: is our characters might be separated by great physical distance; mm-hmm. they might be separated by um 
a distance of experience, mm-hmm. or maybe they are separated by very little distance in right. experiences. Like um, emotionally, they are very close and things like that. Yeah, it kind of gives us a thematic framework to like keep thinking about the show, even though you know it's not. Uh, the show ne- might not necessarily be the message of the show or the argument of the show might not be about distance, but it gives us, yeah, just that kernel to start with and play with these ideas of nearness and farness and at any given moment in the show, which characters are close, which characters are not, which characters are emotionally close versus virtually close versus uh, in proximity. Yeah. <laughs> close. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, and I also like that it has the letter X in it, uh-huh. which gives it that kind of futuristic feel just things with the letter x in it are often yeah it sounds like it could be the sort of um large scale mmo video game of the future like it's got that feel to it it's like generic enough that it could be that i don't know yeah um yeah so even if that ends up not being the title of the show i think it works well as the name of the game world Mm -hmm. so i like it yeah i like using it for now so too yay yeah no it's exciting and it and it has made the show feel a lot more real the sort of the work that we did Um, yes and i think maybe we'll talk a little bit about music and stuff like that we have not started like writing the show no um, this is all conceptual still. Well, actually, the Proxima title helped inform some thoughts around the score. Yeah. Because um, the, the the idea of closeness versus distance, like distance, whether near or far, can be visualized, especially on a piano and in chords, um, that if there, there might be cluster chords for when things are feeling close and then broader open chords for when things are feeling distant. And at the same time, cluster chords can sound very dissonant, mm-hmm. whereas open chords can sound very harmonious mm-hmm. and free. Uh, so there's just this interesting idea of expanse versus tightness mm-hmm. um, that can be played up in the score. And we had this idea of maybe songs that are happening in the real world um, uh, have this kind of cluster element to them. Mm-hmm. So even though it's real, it's close, it's tangible, uh, it's tense, and uh, things are rubbing up against each other. Uh, and when we're talking about the game world, even though it's a virtual world, it's very expansive and feels open, and it's where characters can uh, be f- more free yeah. to express themselves. Yeah, and... Um... And I I will say it was really interesting for me um, looking or getting to be sort of in the room as you were sitting at the piano doing some of this stuff. Because I write, I start this process, like songs are not being written, but we're experimenting with music. And I play guitar mostly. It's where I'm comfortable. And so for me, it's usually always lyric based. Like, I'm sure I'm, like, sitting there strumming a guitar, but, like, I am generating a a lyric phrase that I can then build the song off mm-hmm. of. And I've... We've talked, but I've never actually watched you do it, but to, until now. But, like, we've talked about how you will think about sort of crafting... Or, like, what are what are the concepts of the music? What are, like, the the, the style or the sound that... We're sort. Of, it was. It's. 
I'm always building, I feel like I'm always building towards that. Uh-huh. And it was interesting to start. It, I, I, like I, I'm super excited about it, like to have that sort of framework to play with now. Because I, I was sort of at a loss of how to start this process. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that was just an interesting thing about working together. Yeah. And I would say it's not every project calls for that kind of thought either because there are definitely some of my projects where it is literally like what is the musical style that fits this and what are the words that fit that and Mm -hmm. it works more or less okay um but i feel uh you know we're doing a lot of world building obviously because we've had eight episodes of this podcast that we're just talking about world building or idea generating and why not uh you know i i kind of liken it to painting Uh where when painters paint these really elaborate, beautiful things, they start off with sketches to get the ideas. And there's maybe this musical element is like getting the right tone of the Mm -hmm. painting. Um, So, yeah. And if anything, what it also helps us do is when we hit those roadblocks that are going to come, we can always come back to this and be like, well, what can we remember about nearness or farness as it relates to music to mm-hmm. help us start to write the next song or this next section that we know we want sung. Um, so yeah, it's a little yeah. tool to yeah, yeah. use and to kind of build, build our show off of. Yeah. Um, no, I, I thought it was really exciting um, in terms of process. And it was, and like I said, it was a nice change from my sort of the thing that I'm very comfortable with. Um, and so, yeah, so uh, that's sort of where we're at. I, I feel like we're probably not going to go into a lot of depth around the outline that we have, at least in this episode. Yes. Um, I'm f- not sure how much to go into it even. I know. Because, spoilers? Like, do you care, listeners? <laughs> how much of the plot do you really want to hear? And also, if the plot changes. Although that might be interesting to hear. Yeah. But it's more like spoilers. But maybe we can talk about like the first moments mm-hmm. and just leave the final moments of the show a mystery so people don't quite know yeah where we're well heading, and but. i i we are gonna be sharing stuff like certainly yeah. once we have more once we actually have some music we'll be playing music i'm sure yeah um and sharing care the characters that we've arrived at and and sort of going on about that like it won't just be us talking every time i think right right um yeah so we just wanted to give you a quick update on what's happening with the show that we are working on it mm-hmm. even though the podcast was on a break um and next step for me is i go on a retreat but i believe you're going to come visit me mm-hmm. if that works out and we'll do some more of this locking ourselves in a room except we'll be in nature and it'll be really nice uh and trying to get as much uh developed as we can and what we have to look forward to in the episodes is we will be sharing more of what we actually did in these sessions yeah um so yeah yeah um i think that's maybe it for for right now yeah um well what a good start to season two (laughs) (laughs) officially yeah Bye. Thank you, bye. Amwem is produced by Austin Zumbro and Min Kong. Theme song composed by Austin Zumbro, performed by Austin Zumbro and Min Kong. Logo designed by Melissa Nigro. If you like our podcast, leave us a review and subscribe.